Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Only 18% of the country approves of the job President Biden is doing on the southern border, according to the recent poll. But many Democrats want Biden to stand up to Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Here's Congressman Joaquin Castro writing, quote, Governor Abbott is using the Texas National Guard to obstruct and create chaos at the border. If Abbott is defying yesterday's Supreme Court ruling, POTUS needs to establish sole federal control of the Texas National Guard now. Yeah. So, okay, there's so many angles of this. I could do the whole show on this. Maybe I should do the rest of the show on this. Uh, let me start with what Governor Abbott is is doing. This letter that he wrote literally gave me chills. It's what I've been waiting for for two years for some governor somewhere to do this. Um, he's basically letting the Supreme Court know, look, you can send whatever little silly ruling you want to send, but um, I'm going to protect the people of Texas. Um, I'm committed to it. That's what I'm doing. And what I love about this letter that he wrote, Lee, is that Governor Abbott emphasizes throughout that Joe Biden is not just derelict in his duties, not just incompetent. He's breaking the law, mm-hmm. breaking the law to flood Texas with these illegal immigrants. Here's from the letter. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. Thank you. Good God, I've been saying that for years. He's not just letting him in. He's breaking the law to do it. He is making the Border Patrol an accessory to that. He is human trafficking. He's literally using our tax dollars to put them on planes and bring them in. Again, uh, the irony of it is that Bill Clinton, I mean, under his administration, he put people in prison for being coyotes. The president is now a coyote. The result of this has smashed records for illegal immigration, despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand. President Biden has ignored Texas's demand that he perform his constitutional duties. He's violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of prosecuting immigrants for a federal crime of illegal entry, President Biden has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action on the border. President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal of Im- illegal immigrants. The effect is to illegally, there he says it again, illegally allow their in mass parole in the United States. In other words, Joe Biden is breaking the law. Gee, from the party that always tells us no one's above the law. Yeah. Somebody (laughs) finally said it. This is, believe me, a huge step uh, in our psychological recovery as Americans. Republicans to this point, Lee, and I've been documenting this, Republicans to this point have been covering for Biden and lying. And the way they lie and cover for Biden, and this is going to cause them a problem doing it, Uh, Even the ones who want to close the border, well, Biden is just incompetent. Well, he's bungled the border. No, he's openly breaking the law. 
in a very competent fashion. He's a competent criminal. You know, it's like Breaking Bad before the end. (laughs) They were very competent criminals. That's what the whole show is about. You know what I'm saying? Like that chemistry teacher did not accidentally screw up because he's incompetent. He was a damn good meth maker. Joe Biden is a damn good human trafficker. So Abbott has put this in writing. He's breaking the law. This is earth shattering, okay? This is going to make it harder for Republicans to lie to you, as they do in almost every interview, as Fox News does. And I don't really think they mean it or they're being pernicious or evil or anything. They're just lying. Well, you know, he's incompetent. He's not getting done. He's he's not securing the border. That creates the mistaken impression, including among Democrats and independents. Well, you know, he wants to secure the border and keep us safe, but he's just incompetent. What does that tell him? Well, if you just put another Democrat in there, they'll get it done. No, that's a lie. They are breaking the law. Thank you, Governor Abbott, for finally being, it took a high-ranking Republican to say this. You know, Matt Gates says it, Matt Gates says it, like all these people, it's great, but we needed somebody like that, okay? So this is going to make it harder to be Henry McMaster this morning. By the way, McMaster's picture was not one of those displayed on Fox as one of the governors who is supporting Abbott. I'd like to see that. I'm sure he's, you know, I doubt he's against it, but he needs to come out forcefully and be very clear. This is the way forward. We stand in solidarity. And let me tell you why. We need to stand in solidarity. There's there's so many angles on this, Lee, this morning. Like, I, maybe I should do the rest of the show on it because this really is a historic moment in America where you're watching a governor for the first time in, gosh knows, I don't know, hundreds of years do a thing like this. Well, Democrats do it all the time, never mind. But us, yeah. no. What is he doing? What, okay, let's start with this. What is Joe Biden doing when he ignores the law and breaks it? What is Joe Biden doing when Ken Paxton tells us the attorney general of Texas, I played the audio yesterday, hey, I keep getting these court rulings saying Joe Biden's breaking the law and to stop it, and he just ignores it. He's nullifying. It's called nullification. They don't teach it in school anymore for a good reason because they wouldn't want us to know there's a really easy way to not be, to, to, to not be slaves anymore, to be free. Nullification. If it's unconstitutional, you don't do it. You say no. That's what Abbott's doing. Democrats do this all the time. Sanctuary cities, marijuana. Um, Joe Biden just ignoring federal rulings and Ken Paxton saying, hey, I'm an attorney general of Texas. I get a ruling. I win. And then I got to sue him again because he's ignoring the ruling. Well, why can't Abbott do that? The answer is he can. And And he he is. He is doing that right now. So, okay, that has Mitch McConnell in a frothing panic. Okay, this is why we lose. This is why we lose. Mitch McConnell right now, headline in red state is pressuring GOP senators to back his secret border bill before it's released for public debate, okay? A copy of it already leaked, so we know it's in there. It is an absolute horror show. It says, hey, Joe Biden can let between two and three million illegals in here illegally. We're not talking about, hey, come through Ellis Island, hey, do it legally. Yeah, we'll let him do about three million a year. We're going to give him $15 million dollars And listen, this is from the letter Mitch McConnell wrote, and it's going to make you mad. The Biden administration wants roughly $15 billion to operate its migration program in 2024. He wants to give it to them. The money is needed by Democrats to process, transport, feed, house arriving migrants. Do you see anything in there about um, interdiction or stopping them? Or no, No. we we just got to pay. All right, cool. You know, stopping the crime before it happens. Yeah. There's a concept. So Mitch McConnell is working overtime 
to protect Joe Biden from Republicans. By the way, if you're confused, Mitch McConnell is a Republican. He's the highest ranking elected Republican in the Senate. Half, uh, this is Rand Paul uh, talking to Tucker Carlson, half of my Republican caucuses, as we speak, ready to to sell out. They're ready to sell out to fake border reform in exchange for what they really want, which is to send more of your tax dollars to Ukraine. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is super extra dumb because we don't have to give Joe Biden 3 million illegals a year to get Ukraine funding. If we did a standalone bill, which I wouldn't support, but if we did a standalone bill, Lee, Biden would gladly sign it. We don't need to attach 3 million extra future Democrat voters illegally breaking the law to come here to the bill. That, that is, that is, that's silly. So Mitch McConnell knows how toxic this is. He's hiding the language and getting people to sign on to it. They are, so you literally have, this is such an amazing thing. You have the, the, the head of the Republican Party in the Senate trying to help Democrats defeat Republicans, trying frantically to get the future Democrat voters in here because it makes Joe happy. And in the face of that, Abbott stands defiant. Has Mitch McConnell said a damn word about Abbott? No. He's working on the other side to protect Joe, to make it okay for Joe to bring these illegals in here. So the media can say, well, you know, they are in here legally and look at them on the buses and the trains. Wow, you taxpayers, you paid for that. But, you know, Mitch said it was okay. He said Joe could have $3 million. So this is Mitch McConnell agreeing legally to say, hey, you could break the law, Joe. It's okay if you let $3 million of them in here. It's all right. we're, we're okay with it. Think how stunning that is. So Abbott is truly standing on his own by himself. He is defying not just Joe Biden, but our leadership in the Senate. Now, Mike Johnson, to his credit, has come out and absolutely blistered Joe Biden. He says he stands with Abbott. But Well, there is that. But, um, you know, I just put out a tweet directed back at him with his statement. I mean, for what little I could do with it. Um, and you know, he says, oh yeah, you know, I support Abbott. I stand in locks. Well, good. We needed that. That's good. That's better than Mitch. But, but I mean, I pointed out to him, you know, Speaker Johnson, uh, the next step is for you to stop funding Biden's border invasion. Mm-hmm. So poor Abbott doesn't have to deal with it. Here's what he needs to do. And I said, you are directly or indirectly funding with taxpayer money. Number one, the flights of the illegals into the country. Number two, the new cell phones that they are given. Number three, the $500 cash cards that are given out by the U.N. Our State Department sends the money and then they purchase the cash cash cards and they give them out in Central and South America. So the illegals will have food and water and new tennis shoes and new clothes that you see them in when they get to the border so they can buy what they need along the way. Hotel nights or, you know, hostel nights if they need it. So, I mean, for Mike Johnson to say, I stand with Governor Abbott, the House will do everything in its power to back him up. No, honey, you're lying. You're lying. No, if you mean that, then what you need to say in that tweet is we are going to do a standalone appropriations bill for the Department of Homeland Security. We're cutting every bit of that that money. And you know what's so crazy, Lee? We had William Timmons on uh, last week, two mm-hmm. weeks ago. And I said to him, hey, it's $200 billion that's paying for all this, right? And he goes, no, it's $400 billion. <laughs> I said, what? Because I had gotten that from a, from a newspaper article. Yeah. No, he says, no, it's $400 billion. And I'm like, wait, you know where it is in the budget? You're just a congressman. You're not the speaker. That means Johnson's got to know where it is. Cut it. Stop this stupid game. But Johnson figures you don't know. You don't know that he could cut it. But remember what William Timmons said, Lee. He's like, well, you know, but then that would shut down the government. Uh Uh-huh. Good. Let's shut down the government specifically over illegal immigration. And let's go through where, where this is in the Department of Homeland Security budget why we're cutting it. And we'll ask the American people, hey, 
Do you want to buy a new cell phone? When's the last time you got a new cell phone? Hey, when was the last time you got a free flight ticket from your government because the illegals are getting one? Hey, when was the last time you told the TSA to kiss your rear end you didn't feel like showing them an ID and they let you on the plane anyway? Well, because we pay for that too. Cut it. If you can't do a standalone appropriations bill to cut out all this crap for the rest of the agencies, then do it for Department of Homeland Security. These are not hard things. These are very, very, very easy things. So the Republican leadership in Congress needs to stop funding the invasion and really get behind Abbott. Because if we could unite on this, we could humiliate the president. He's already at 18% approval. A majority of his own party disapproves of his handling of the border. Now let's show them what he's really doing. These aren't hard things. These are things parties do if they want to win. And our leaders don't. But Abbott does for some reason. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I remind you all the time, what will our country look like if the Democrats get a triple hitter? We take the presidency, the Senate, and the House, which used to happen about once a decade. With enough of a margin that they can do what they want. Stuff like this. Out of California, of course, because where else? Everybody's talking about this. There's a woman who was on a date in 2018 her name's Bryn Spector she smokes marijuana which is this is what's so interesting legal for her to do so this is a normal activity in California stabs her boyfriend over a hundred times then knifed her dog then knifed herself Yet received, not enough to kill herself, unfortunately, though, isn't that convenient? And yet received no jail time. Because defense experts deemed what she experienced, the cannabis-induced psychosis. A conclusion the judge amazingly agreed with. Whoa, 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 okay. If we're going to have marijuana be legal in over 20 states, I think it's like 27 now. I need to update that. And all you got to do in California, because this is judicial precedent, say, oh, it's high. That's it? You can go kill whoever? And the dog? Was you tired of taking the dog out? That's bat guano crazy. She was sentenced to just two years of probation and 100 hours of community service. 108. Can you imagine what it'd be like to be stabbed to death 108 times? Can you imagine what it would be like to be the family? Wait, all I gotta do is say I was high or just get high and I can do whatever I want. You can call it psychosis. 
Folks, every defense attorney in the state is going to be using this. Oh, when my client, yeah, when he armed robbed that place, he, he was high on marijuana. Everybody in California is high on marijuana. And the details are, are mind, mind-boggling. Despite, listen to this, ingesting just a single toke, one hit, that's one, of a standard pot leaf, Spicture was launched into an extended rage, stabbing the 26-year-old accountant 108 times. Her defense lawyers argue she wasn't responsible for the bloody spaying, spaying, uh, uh, slaying because of the intoxicated state. The Ventura County District Attorney initially charged her with manslaughter before a new DA downgraded the rap to involuntary manslaughter. The involuntary manslaughter carried a maximum term of five years. So this is the prosecutors working together with the defense to get this woman out of trouble. So he could have given her up to five years because she was convicted. She did do it. But Ventura County Superior Court Judge David Worley declined to impose jail time, instead opting for two years of probation and community service. Honest to God, at this point, why wouldn't you just do it again? Why wouldn't you just do that? Just do it again. Get drunk and what? Plow over pedestrians. That's very popular to do in California. Just claim that you're a, you know in a booze-induced psychosis. It's not going well for you. I'm struggling, officer. Get high, go psycho. Meh, no big deal. I got to wonder, I mean, I, yeah. Sean Amelia, the grieving father of the poor victim, just, um, you know, was asked if he could forgive his son's killer he says only if she would take responsibility, which she has refused to do. She's, oh, by the way, she insists that's not her fault because she was high. Folks, the precedent here is a disaster. You know what's interesting about this? Which is it? I mean, the, the, the position of the state of California is, hey, pot's no big deal. Not dangerous, right? Everyone should be able to smoke it. Or... It causes you psychosis and you murder someone with stab- by stabbing them 108 times. I mean, like, which is it? Because you got to pick one. You can't have both legal standards. Here's from the dad. She was given a free pass for murder. I'll say this without reservation. The judge was biased the whole time during the whole case. And he proved it with his sentence. My son did uh, nothing to that girl. He showed her nothing but kindness. She is the one uh, that asked for it. We're just so angry, so disappointed. There's no justice here. That judge gave everyone in this state the license to kill. Yep, that's exactly what happened. So dad now says, though, if, he, if she would take responsibility, he'd forgive her. I wouldn't. I'd find out where she lives. This is one of my kids. A couple years later, nobody just ever hear from her again. That's just how I am. I mean, if they won't give you justice, you have to get it. You have a natural right to it. But this dad won't do it. You can tell. They live in California. They're all nuts. No, what? I don't mean to blame the victim, but this is how they are. You would forgive her if she'd just take responsibility? Really? H- how hard is it? Oh, I, I take responsibility. Well, then what? You're not sorry. 108 times. Think about how many times that is. Think about if you went to a steak, the steak in your kitchen and you stabbed it 108 times, what it would look like at the end. You'd have chopped meat. 
Text her. Oh, my gosh. Text her right. She needs to finish off the dog. Then they'd care. Well, yeah, it is California. They you they might have put her away if she hurt the dog. Yeah, she killed the dog. That Yeah, good point. Texture rates, that's a dumb defense. Everyone knows marijuana makes you mellow and happy, not needing to kill someone. Texture rates, Cherokee NC has legal weed, and they grow their own. That girl was always crazy. Hmm. Two hundred and ninety-four terrorist watch list folks since this president came to office. Compare that to only eleven during the entire Trump administration. Yeah, those are the ones we caught. But now the ones where I guess not catching are so brazen they don't care. They'll brag about who they are on film. Folks, it gets more absurd every day. This nation has lost its will to live. I, I don't know how else to describe it. To mean, I like literally lost its will to live, not live as a nation, but I mean like human beings to live. Oh, if they kill us, okay. We probably deserve it. I played this audio for you and it ricocheted around the uh, internet. Since the legal immigrant at the border, and um, there's one of those groups that journalism groups goes down there and they interview, hey, who are you? Where are you from? It's finding out where the illegals are coming from. He threatened a group of reporters at the U.S.-Mexico border the other day. And it was really weird. First Responders Media was interacting with him. I said, hey, how you doing? What's, you know, who are you? Where are you coming from? He said, you will find out who I am very soon. By the way, you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Wow, very easy. The, the entitlement, the entitlement. No, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. You don't know who I am. You're not very smart. You apparently can't use Google. You will soon find out who I am. I'll bet we will. Because the internet's so identified him. So exciting. He's the head of a terror group. Chairman of the Islamic Party of Azerbaijan, Movsum Sarandov. What kind of things does he do? Overthrows governments. Try it anyway to overthrow the government. Got pretty bloody too. No big deal though. He got 12 years in prison um, and uh, he, he served 12 years in prison. He is the leader of Islamic terror group. Uh, and now he's here. So that's exciting. I don't know what he'll do here, but and I'm sure he'll vote Democrat and that's all that matters. Doesn't matter who many, how many people die. Chairman of the Islamic Party of Azerbaijan. Now, you know what's really weird about that? It looks like he brought all of his friends with him. It looks like he brought all of his friends with him. Why? Because there was a huge group of Azerbaijanis. wonder how they got here. Uh, who crossed the border last week. In fact, Texas troopers arrested male illegals from Azerbaijan. Weird military age, no women though. It's kind of strange. Um, but if you are a true radical Muslim, then you wouldn't be you wouldn't be traveling in the company of women anyway. From the Republic of Azerbaijan, 
caught a group of them who trespassed at Shelby Park by crossing through the concertina wire. Wait a minute. So you're telling me if we block the Border Patrol from getting to Shelby Park, which is happening right now, they're still blocked, and we put Texas troopers instead there, and we use the law that passed the Texas legislature that lets real Americans like the Texas troopers, not those who work for Joe Biden, the Border Patrol are good guys, but they just do very illegal things when they're following his orders. They should, you know what, if, you know what would really throw a wrench in this thing? If the Border Patrol would stop making excuses on Fox News and refuse to do things that are illegal. Because Joe Biden is destroying the border. Instead of saying, hey, we have to follow orders, they should all en masse just walk off, right? Picket line. Just go picket. I thought the Democrats love that kind of thing, right? Organized labor, right? Hey, picket. When Joe Biden asked them to break the law, picket. We'd be better off with no Border Patrol, honest to God. Let the Texas troopers do it. Because all they do is process, the, the Border Patrol, all they do is process for Joe, which in itself is a crime. They should say, we're not committing any more crimes. We're not doing crimes anymore. We're going to picket uh, until you, t- you know, you stop telling us that, you know, if we had to come back, we're not going to, we're not going to commit any more crimes. This is a beautiful story. So think about this. Texas puts up the concertina wire. It slows them down. Texas blocks the Border Patrol from getting into Shelby Park. Won't let them in. Why? Because they'll just hand them an, an Obama phone, a free brand new phone, hand them a plane ticket, put them on a plane. If you put them on a plane, if they had, if the Border Patrol was still at Shelby Park, this guy would have got put on a plane. He's a terrorist. Like, legit terrorist. So these Azerbaijanis go right through Shelby Park. Now, we don't know if they were with him. But Azerbaijan is a terror-sponsoring and harboring nation. In other words, when we ca- under Trump, if we catch you, guess what happens? We, we, don't, we don't let you stay. We send back you. As they say in Mexico, we send back you. So what does this tell us? You are literally the head of a designated terror group. You are at the border. And you got no problem with your face, as well known as you are, for trying to overthrow the Azerbaijan government you got no problem putting your face on video. Because what's anybody going to do? And saying, you don't know who I am. You're an idiot. You'll find out soon. Can't wait to see what that entails. Hope he doesn't do it in this state. By the way, you are smart enough. You will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Ah, very easy. The, the entitlement. The entitlement. No, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. Yeah, uh, Texter writes, um, another distur- another disturbing part of the video was with the illegal is the journalist more worried about their sense of entitlement over asking him what he was, thre- you know, him we was threatening. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking that too. I was like, oh, follow up with a mask. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? He might not have answered, but who knows? I mean, he's already got his mug on, t- on video. He doesn't care if we know he's here. No, he wanted us to know he's here. He's proud of it. Texture writes, I think more people would protest like the Border Patrol, but they're afraid of losing their jobs. It's too bad there isn't a charity that would help them in hard times. Yeah. Texture writes, what if the Trump loses and the Democrats take over? Uh, that is the subject of my nightmares every single day. If they get the idea, and they will promote this idea, that we can't win a national election anymore, it's Katie bar the door at that point.
you're going to see things that make this look tame. Oh, you know what you're going to see? You'll see Joe Biden fly guys like this into the country at your expense. I mean, from their country, using the, the CPB1 border app, knowing they're terrorists. Because we're pretty close to that anyway. Make of this what you will. New study from Match.com. Singles in America. Found 31% of singles in America right now, according to the poll, have been in a consensual non-monogamous relationship. 31%. What does that mean? You get to... um. You know, pay, play piano with your partner, but do extracurricular piano playing on the side with some other partners. You know what I'm saying? Just 49% in the survey overall said a traditional two-person relationship is ideal for them right now. Holy syphilis, Batman. <laughs> uh, okay. This is the state of dating in 2024. So to recap, 31% of singles say they've explored consensual non-monogamy. I just wonder how that... Never mind. I can't do it. I, do, I just think do people have to get tested or... I mean, what, what are the ground rules for that? Or does that... Like that just... I just... Ooh. Just ooh. I mean, honestly, let me put it this way. What is the difference between that... And going to a restaurant licking the table. Going to somebody else's house and licking the table. Actually, that'd probably be a cleaner activity. I'm just glad this is just gross. This is not like, ooh, how cool is that? It's cool in the movies. In reality, it's just nasty. I mean, look, do what you want, but, you know. That said, here's the good part. 79% of singles and 83% of Gen Zers do still think they can have a lifelong marriage, so the institution isn't totally dead. Here, by the way, in case you don't know, are the four types of non-monogamous relationships. Dear God, please, please don't let me end up back in the dating market. Now, I just, I read this stuff and I'm like, oh man, no. There's, these are actually things. These are actually things. Monogamish. Monogamish. Not totally open, but you sometimes play piano with other people. Number two, polyarmory, where your relationship involves three or more people. Number three, open relationships. It's a committed primary relationship that openly allows a romantic and other sex and other activity with others. And number four, swinging. You both go out and y'all pay the piano together. So if you're wondering what that 31% is into, that's okay. And then there's this other category. No piano playing. 21% of singles say they don't want to play the piano right now with anybody. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And for the second year in a row, money was voted the top obstacle for dating. Only 73% of singles say they are financially able to date. They just, they're too broke because, you know, Biden inflation. So, um, 
Wow. I gotta tell I thought we were over the top, my generation, but this is uh, yeah, texture rates. Hey Tara, it's just weak men and feminists. What do you mean on the dating market right now? Is it is that is that what you're talking about? <laughs> A lot more fun than kicking tables. Oh, I don't know. Uh Texture rights. I can't read it, but it was so funny what Chris Rock said. Okay, let me try to do this. Chris Rock was right. If female body parts were a stock, it would be down. You can Google the actual, what he actually said. And finally, texture rates. Hey, Tara, I love your show. And listen, every morning from Hatfield, Pennsylvania, how cool. Welcome to our WRD listening family. Thanks for the honest reporting, this person writes. Well, thank you for the text. By the way, you can always text me. Get on the show. 71307 is the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line. And finally, text rates. If the Republicans can't impeach Biden over the open borders, they need to take impeachment out of the dictionary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.